I want to share a book with you and a, and a class or a course. Uh, the name of the book is probably my favorite book of all time other than the Bible. So my second favorite book. The name of the book, and it's probably influenced my life as much as any other book other than the Bible has. So it's probably had the most influence on my life than any other book other than the Bible. I know that's a lot to say, but it's really the truth. The name of the book is See You at the Top, and the author is Zig Ziglar. The name of the class is the I Can class, and the book is uh, the how-to book that gives you a checkup from the neck up to eliminate stinking thinking and avoid hardening of the attitudes. This is a revised version of the book. And this is um, where the book starts. The book starts like this. The end. Perhaps this is an unusual way to start a book, but this is an unusual book. It's about you, your family, your future, and how you can get more out of all of them by giving more to each of them. We believe that this is the end, quote unquote, or at least the beginning of the end of negative thinking, negative action, and negative reaction. The end of defeatism and despondency. The end of settling for less than you deserve to have and are capable of obtaining. The end of being influenced by little people with little minds thinking little thoughts about the trivia that is the stock and trade of Mr. and Mrs. Mediocrity. In short, for you, it is the end of the world's most deadly disease, hardening of the attitudes. You were born to win. Forward. The word different will probably come into your mind every time you open the pages of See You at the Top. The dust jacket is different, and to start with the end is certainly different. The book is different in feel, subject matter, and technique. For example, I will often shift gears on you and insert one of the over 800 analogies, examples, one-liners, or power phrases used in the book to force you to pause and hopefully reread the material to make certain you got the message. I will also emphasize a different theme in today's marketplace as I stress that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. I'm going to repeat that. That's worth repeating. You're going to hear it again, but I also want to emphasize a different theme in today's marketplace is I stress that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. As the author, I believe that the entire book is different and effective. 
But my objective was not to write a book that was different. The difference evolved because I wrote the book as I speak. I'm like the cross-eyed discus thrower. I don't set any records, but I do keep the crowd alert. Over the years, I've given the speech Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles, the original title of this book over 3,000 times. Initially, the the material only covered a 45-minute presentation. Through the years, that 45-minute talk has expanded into this full-length book, the I Can Course, which is being taught in schools and churches in the Born to Win Seminar, a three-day course I teach each year in Dallas, Texas. I cover a lot of subjects in the CU at the top, but my major objective is to communicate my feelings on faith, love, optimism, and enthusiasm. This is important because in today's world, many people are confused about what real love and real faith are and are too sophisticated to show their true feelings and display real enthusiasm for anything. On love, I plead guilty to loving the Lord, my wife, my family, my fellow man, and America. On faith, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow, so I approach it with confidence and thanksgiving. My Bible assures me that my past is forgiven and forgotten. That takes care of my past. Jesus Christ said, I have come that you may have life and you have it more abundantly. That takes care of the presence. John John 3.16 assures me that I have everlasting life. That takes care of my future. With my past forgiven, my present secure, and my future irrevocably guaranteed, why shouldn't I be enthusiastically optimistic? Why shouldn't I be enthusiastically optimistic? See you at the top is a philosophy, but there is a little theory involved. The ideas, procedures, and techniques come from a lifetime of living. It incorporates a lifetime of sales and people development experience, as well as personal involvement with many of the world's top professionals from virtually every field of endeavor. The utilization of ideas and techniques in this book will mean that you're learning from other people's experiences, not other people's theories. This is the only practical way to grow because it's too frustrating, too time consuming, and far too expensive to learn everything from personal experience. I say with candor and complete conviction that had this particular book been available when I started competing in the game of life, my progress would have been faster, my results better. Obviously, I believe you'll be richer in many ways if you utilize this philosophy that I have spent over 2,000 hours refining and committing to paper. I'm hopeful that you'll be like the many See You at the Top readers who enthusiastically stress that this is a book you never finish. You can pick it up, open it to any page, 
for a mental snack. Read a chapter for a full metal meal for a full mental meal or read it from cover to cover as a way of life. Then you start over. God bless you. And if you utilize the ideas in this book, I will see you at the top. Acknowledgements. It would be impossible to more than scratch the surface in the form of acknowledgements to the many individuals who helped me through the years. However, some have contributed so much that their names literally jump off the pages of my life and demand recognition. Heading the list is my sugar baby who gives my life meaning while making it fun and worthwhile. Her love has been the steadying, steadying and motivating factor that it is and always has been present regardless of circumstance. My mother, through her living examples of faith, courage, common sense, and love, gave me the foundation for life and much material for this book. Mr. and Mrs. John Anderson played a prominent role in my life. Mr. Anderson served as a substitute father and treated me like a son as he blended genuine interest with love and or discipline as the situation demanded. Mr. Walter Haining taught me a lot about horse sense and selling myself to the public. Ditto for Mr. Bill Cranford, my first sales manager, whose patience and personal interests transcended the normal sales manager-salesman relationship. For sheer drama, the short time I spent with P.C. Merrill is unmatched. He turned me on, turned me around, and boosted me up with the giving with the gift of believing in myself. Hal Cross gave me a national, international exposure through his company and made the road I traveled as a speaker and author considerably easier. My colleagues on the platform, Cavett, Robert, Bob Richards, Bill Gove, Dick Gardner, Ken McFarlane, and Charlie Cullen, Cullen, all had important roles in the area of encouragement, instruction, and inspiration. Bernie Lofcheck, Brother Bern, whose advice, help, and encouragement and belief in me and the Zygmuntship philosophy was vitally important in furthering my career and my personal life as well. Segment one, stairway to the top. Purpose, to open your mind, stir your imagination, and make you think. To arouse your curiosity and create a healthy dissatisfaction with your status quo. To identify the things you want in life and chart a course of action to get them. To arouse the sleeping giant inside of you. To assist you in recognizing and overcoming your loser's limps. Chapter one, the Moore way of life. The 220 to Boston. John Jones was in New York City. He wanted to go to Boston. So he went to the airport and bought a ticket. Having a few minutes to spare, he walked over to some scales, stepped on them, inserted a coin, and down came his fortune. Your name is John Jones, 
you weigh 188 pounds and you're going to catch the 220 to Boston. He was astounded because all of the information was correct. So he stepped back on the scale, inserted another coin, and down came his fortune. Your name is still John Jones, you still weigh 188 pounds, and you're still going to catch the 220 to Boston. Now he was more puzzled than ever, and sensing a trick, he decided to fool whoever or whatever was responsible. He went into the men's room and changed his clothes. Once again, he stepped on the scales, inserted his coin, and down came his fortune. Your name is still John Jones. You still weigh 188 pounds, but you just missed the 220 to Boston. This book was written for the people who have missed the 220 to Boston, or for some reason decided to get off before it reached its destination. In short, this book is for those who have been missing much of the good life. It is designed to help you get the extras you deserve and deserve to have and are capable of getting. Each word has been weighed, every thought has been evaluated, and each point carefully considered. I have made every effort to personalize it in a conversational manner so you will feel that you and I are in a private conference discussing you and your future. I hope you take this message of hope and optimism personally because that is the way it was written. From the beginning, I will plan a series of hope, success, happiness, faith, and enthusiasm seeds. I will water and fertilize these seeds and even add a few additional ones. By the end of the book, the crop will be ready for harvesting to the degree and in the amount you have utilized or followed through on the message in this book. I stress this is a P period, M period, A period, PMA, Positive Mental Attitude Book. But it's a great deal more than that. See you at the top is a PLA, Positive Life Attitude Book. It's the power of positive believing, which is the necessary ingredient for converting positive thinking into positive action. Since man is tridimensional, physical, mental, and spiritual, I deal with the complete person. This is the only way to have complete success, which I will define as we go along. Is one picture worth 10,000 words? One man said that a picture is worth 10,000 words. Thousands have repeated his words and millions more have believed them. However, it is my personal belief that the man or woman who believes this saying has, re- has never really read Lincoln's, Gettyber- Lincoln's Gettysburg Address or the Bill of Rights. Neither have they read and understood the 23rd Psalm or prayed the Lord's Prayer. These works contain certain, these works contain words, just words, but they are words that have changed the destiny of nations, the course of history, and the lives of millions of people. Here is a story about how some other words had a dramatic impact on life. A number of years ago, the movie 
A Man Called Peter was produced. I shall never forget one of the scenes. The actor portraying Peter Marshall was preaching a sermon on faith and belief. When the scene was over, the cameras kept grinding. Grinding. Many members of the cast got up from their seats to walk down to congratulate the actor for a superb performance. One of the members of the cast, who was a member of the congregation, was an actress named Marjorie Rambeau. As she walked down to congratulate the actor, it was obviously she was emotionally involved in the situation. I say this and add that it was fortunate the cameras were still grinding because Marjorie Rambeau could not walk. She had been injured in an automobile accident for over a year, had been unable to take a step. Let me read that again. She had been injured in an automobile accident and for over a year, had been unable to take a step. But as she listened to those words of faith and encouragement, she became engrossed in the message contained in those words. So engrossed, as a matter of fact, she believed the message, got up, walked, and kept on walking. I'm not implying that the words in this book will change the history of the world or that their effect will be as dramatic as the story of Marjorie Rambeau. However, I am completely, however, I completely believe that the philosophy contained herein can make a substantial difference for you. Several thousand unsolicited testimonials from people in all walks of life attest to the fact that the born to win concepts will work for you if you work with them. Now, let's look at a thought provoker. How many squares do you see? If you said 16, you have lots of company. If you said 17, you're in a much more select group, but you are still in error. Before you turn the page to see what the artist has done with these squares, why don't you take another look and see how many squares you can find. Now turn the page. Count the squares. And there's three pictures. There's actually six pictures of the square. First, the square that he was talking about that had the 16 boxes in it. Then, not only did the next person count the 16 boxes, but also found um, that counted the the one large outside square as a box and then uh, highlighted the four inside squares of the box. And then the next person found more. And then then there was another example that found even more. So it goes 21, 26, 27, and 30. The most that was found was 30 from the original picture that someone only seen 16. As you can see, there are 30 squares. Since you hold the book in your hands, no one could have asked, no one could have added any additional squares. I simply showed you where they were. This illustrates two important concepts. First, 
An in-depth look reveals considerably more than a casual glance, doesn't it? That's true of the squares, and it's also true of you, your potential, and your future. Second, most of us occasionally need someone to point out the obvious and more often the not so obvious. Since to educate is to pull out or to draw out, the purpose of this book will be to pull out the bigger, more capable person inside of you. I'm convinced you will get a great deal out of this book, but more importantly, the book will get even more out of you. Triggering ideas. As you read, I would like for you to feel you and I are together and that I am personally talking with you and asking you questions. Of necessity, most questions will be of the yes or no variety. On those, question, on those occasions, when I do ask you questions that require an answer, I hope you will pause and carefully think the answers through. I hope you're not concerned with how fast you can read or get out of the book, but how much the book can get out of you. Your first reading probably will be the fastest, but subsequent readings will provide you with additional inspirational and information that will extend the immediate benefits to a richer way of life. Your first reading probably will be the fastest, but subsequent readings will provide you with additional inspiration and information that will extend the immediate benefits to a richer way of life. The chances are stronger that on occasion while listening to a speaker, reading a book or listening to a recording, you have heard or read something that really triggered your imagination. On those occasions, you probably thought, that reminds me, or that gives me an idea. Try as you might in later time, you often cannot recall the thought or idea that had been so clear in your mind a short time earlier. Since this is the characteristic of most people, I'm going to urge you to get a trigger page notebook. I suggest the standard stenographic pad because it's approximately the same side of this book, same size as this book and will be easy to carry. Divide the pages as we have done the sample trigger page. The arrows will be helpful, but they are not critical. Keep the trigger page notebook with your copy of See You at the Top because you as you, because as you read the book, it will trigger many thoughts and ideas of your own. When it does, let me urge you to stop reading, turn to a trigger page, and carefully record each thought or idea as it occurs. This will keep you involved as an active reader, utilize more of your senses, and enable you to concentrate more completely. A poet stated it more succinctly when he wrote, I hear and forget, I see and hear and I remember. However, when I see, hear and do, I understand and succeed. Interestingly enough, you will discover that when you read this book a second time, you'll get more thoughts and more ideas than you did the first time. This is especially true if you read a few minutes every day. Before you start your day's activities, 
and just before you go to sleep. An idea unrecorded is an idea often lost. It's really our book. I suggest you get both a red and a black felt tip pen to record your thoughts and ideas. Start by using the red pen at the bottom of the trigger page in section one, the first time you read the book. Use the black pen and move up to section two of the trigger page, the second and subsequent times you read it. As you move up the page, you will be symbolically moving from the red ink to the black ink of your life. Let me also urge you to underline and mark portions of the book that are meaningful to you. These markings combined with the thoughts and ideas you record will personalize the book and make it your book. It will, it will, be, it will be so personalized that you will keep it and use it as a constant source of reference. This is quite important because no one is smart enough to remember everything he knows. This also means that you and I will have co-authored the book, which also makes it our book. It should be a winner, shouldn't it? Here's what you need to get what you want. Here's what you need to get what you want. The foundation stones of honesty, character, faith, integrity, love, and loyalty are necessary for a balanced success that includes health, wealth, and happiness. As you go onward and upward in life, you will discover that if you compromise any of these principles, you will end up with only a beggar's portion of what life has to offer. If you use dishonesty, deceit, or fraud, you might acquire money, but you will never have, but you will have fewer real friends and little peace of mind. That is not success. I agree with the wit who said, you climb the highest by staying on the level. The man who earns a million but destroys his health in the process is not really a success. The corporate executive who alienates his family and his climb to the top is not a success. He can't take it with him, and to whom is he going to leave it? The longer I live and the more successful people I meet, the more convinced I become that these foundation stones are the most critical success weapons we have in our arsenal. In any crisis or emergency, those with whom we deal and on whom our health, wealth, and happiness depends will act more readily and cooperate more completely if our credibility is beyond question. Ability is important. Dependability is critical. I wish it were possible for me to introduce you to the scores of personable, persuasive, talented, even brilliant people I have met in my travels who are, general, who are generally just one step in front of the bill collector and often just two steps ahead of the law. They're always looking for a deal and the fast buck. They never build very much or very high because they have no foundation to build on. Others with the right foundation end up living in the basement or building a chicken shack 
on that foundation. Many times they don't take all the steps to use the talent they have to get the richer life. Others don't realize that the real opportunity the real opportunity for success lies within the person and not in the job. That you can best get to the top by getting to the bottom of things and then climbing those stairs one at a time. They don't realize that success and happiness are not matters of chance, but choice. You literally, as you shall see, choose what you want in life. Now, let's make a list of things you want to be, do, or have in the tomorrows of your life. Later, you'll probably will add additional items to the list. As a starter, you probably want more and better friends, more personal growth, better health, more money, more happiness, more security, more leisure time, opportunity for advancement, more peace of mind, more true love, the ability to be more competent and to contribute more to your fellow man. On the following page is your personal stairway to the top with the things you want or want more of. Listed on the door of your executive suite of tomorrow. I will use this stairway frequently to help you stay on track. You might not need to be told what characteristics and qualities you need to get the things you want, but I'm betting you're human enough that you need to be reminded. There are probably some other things you want, but I'm confident if you have the things we've listed, you would have a rich and rewarding life. Chances are strong that at this moment, you do not have everything you want and expect to have in the tomorrows of your life. Fortunately, they are all available and you can get them to a much greater degree than you ever dreamed possible. I stress their availability, but just as you must have or develop muscles if you want to be a weightlifter, you must have or develop certain characteristics in order to open life's vault of valuables and extract the things you want and deserve to have. Then there's a picture in the book of an elevator that goes to the top. It's called the elevator to the top. And it's got a big banner across it that says out of order. You'll have to take the stairs. Then there's a picture of a set of stairs leading up to a door. And in the caption, there's a, a person holding a briefcase. There's a question at the bottom of the page and it says, will you stare up the steps or step up the stairs. The stairs are labeled self-image, your relationship with others, goals, attitude, work, and desire. Six steps and you're there. I'm convinced the good things I've described are available to you. But I'm even more convinced that if you really want the things I've listed, 
you must take six specific steps to get them. It's critical that you understand this because just as a baseball player will be out if he doesn't touch all the bases, so will you be out if you skip any of the steps. My good friend and outstanding motivational sales technician, the late Dick Gardner, called these step gradients and used the following examples to emphasize the point. The boy who is introduced to a young lady and immediately tries to kiss her will lose any chance for serious consideration as a suitor. The student who attempts to move directly from simple arithmetic to geometry will face a hopelessly impossible situation. The salesman who introduces himself to the prospect and immediately starts to try immediately starts trying to write an order will miss the sale and create ill will in the process. The suitor, the student, and the salesman would all have skipped too many steps or gradients and would have failed. Each of them would have had infinitely better chances at success had they taken all the steps. Now, obviously, some people can take the steps faster than others. But if you take all the steps, you will be far more certain to get the things you really want. Next to your stairway to the top is an elevator to the top. As you can see, the elevator has an, has an out of order sign on it. From where I stand, the elevator to the top is, has been, and always will be out of order. In order to get to the top, according to sales executive John Hammond, you'll have to take the stairs and you'll have to take them one at a time. Fortunately, they are directly in front of you so you know where they are, what they are, and exactly how many stairs you must climb before you reach the top. As you start on your stairway to the top, your first step will be the development of a healthy self-image. The second step is the recognition of worth and the ability of other people, as well as the necessity of effectively living and working with them. The third step is a strong goal orientation. You need a plan to build a house, to, be, to build a life. It is even more important to have a plan or goal. The fourth and fifth steps are that you must have the right mental attitude and be willing to work. Within the pages of See You at the Top, you will learn that you really enjoy the benefits rather than pay a price. I say this because the price of success is much lower than the price of failure. This is obvious when, obvious when you compare the failures in life to the successes in life. Don't be misled. However, because you have to do the work, but the difference between work being a drudgery or a joy is an adjustment in your thinking. The sixth step is that you must also have a burning desire to excel. You must have lots of want to and you must live in a free enterprise system so you can control your own destiny. Fortunately, you already have every characteristic necessary for success. You have some character, 
some faith, some integrity, some honesty, some love, and some loyalty. You like some things about yourself and your fellow man. You have some goals, some right mental attitudes, and obviously you do some work and have some desire. Really, all you need to do is use what you have and and give each characteristic a chance to grow. Because the more you use what you have, the more you will have to use. Besides, it doesn't take much of a man or a woman to be successful. It just takes all of the person and you do have all of you. The message in two stories will emphasize the point. A young couple lost on a rural road spotted an old farmer, so they stopped their car and asked him a question. Sir, could you tell us where the road will take us? Without a moment's hesitation, the old farmer replied, Son, this road will take you anywhere in the world you want to go if you're moving in the right direction. You could be on the right road and still get run over if you're standing still. A young, a young business executive took some work home to complete for an important meeting the next day. Every few minutes, his five-year-old son would interrupt his chain of thought. After several such interruptions, the young executive spotted the evening paper with a map of the world on it. He took the map, tore it into a number of pieces, and told his son to put the map together again. He figured this would keep the little fella busy for a long time and he could complete his work. However, in about three minutes, the boy excitedly told his dad he had finished. The young executive was astonished and asked the boy how he had done it so quickly. The little guy said there was a picture of a man on the other side. So I just turned it over and put the man together. When I got the man right, the world was right. Needless to say, when you get you right, your world will be right. Thought. You do have to take all the steps to get to the top, but you don't need to build a nest on them. Like the man said, there are two ways to climb an oak tree. You can climb it, or you can sit on an acorn and wait for it to grow. This book was helped, was this book was written to help you climb it.